Hello, everyone. Um, so today in the podcast, we have with us Mr. Adriano Andrade. He is an analyst at the India-Brazil Chamber of Commerce, and he also worked previously as a junior advisor to the Consul General of India. Um, Adriano, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us. Hi, Deepak. Nice to meet you, and thank you so much for inviting me for contribute to your podcast. Um, I hope you and your family are staying safe, especially seeing how the situation is developing in Brazil. Yes, everything's okay here in Brazil. All right, good to hear that. So, as you know, uh, I'm doing a podcast to kind of understand people's uh, jobs and professions to shine a light on some, you know, some jobs out there that we might not have heard of. I found your job very interesting, being from Brazil and India myself. Seeing how the India-Brazil Chamber of Commerce works is something I find very uh, useful. You know, it's something very interesting. So could you please elaborate a little bit about uh, what exactly you do? Okay. Uh, as you just mentioned, I am an analyst at Brazil Chamber of Commerce. That is an institution that supports Indian and Brazilian companies to develop their business in both countries. Uh, my function is basically to give assistance to the coordination body of the company by developing marketing research, uh, business strategic plans for our associate members, client relationships, event and product management uh, related to India and Brazil, uh, accompanying of Brazilian business delegation to India and advisory for Indian visa application, uh, among others. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. So um, what does a typical day look like for you when you go to work? If you could just take uh, us through that. Since the chamber is a multi-sectorial institution and we are frequently receiving more and more demands, uh, a typical day looks like a hectic day. Uh, Brazil and India have a deep relationship to be uh, explored in many spheres. And if we think about commercial wings, um, I see that Brazilian companies are now realizing to the potentialities of Indian market when India has already discovered the Brazilian ones. Um, into this context, all members of India Brazil Chamber of Commerce are daily attending to several meetings, developing studies about both countries, and thinking about new strategies to strengthen this 71-year-old relationship. Wow. It's a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> the um, India Brazil relationship has begun in 1948, one year after the independence of India. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> interesting bit of information. So um, I'd also like your insights to kind of understand how you see trade between Brazil and India standing right now and what direction is it heading towards? Uh, as I just mentioned, India and Brazil already have a major relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, however, there are a lot of opportunities to be explored and deeply explored. Uh, we have more Indian companies in Brazil than Brazilians in India. Uh, nowadays, uh, if we compare, China is the biggest Brazil's commercial partner, in which the Brazilian exportation reached $7 billion in 2019. Uh, on the other hand, India is ranked in 13th position when thinking about the Brazilian exportation partners, uh, reaching $2.8 billion. Thus, uh, as we see India as, as strong as China, 
since I see India as strong as China, I am confident that India and, uh, and Brazil can explore further this relationship between themselves. Uh, maybe it will take a long time to happen, but I believe we are going to this intensive commercial approach. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I think that's a great insight into into the relations between you know uh, India and Brazil commercially. It's very interesting, like you mentioned, that India is the 13th biggest export uh, destination for Brazilian goods. So, on that note, could you provide some insight into the top products that are exported to India and imported from India into Brazil, and you know, vice versa? What what does Brazil send to India? What does Brazil import from India? Uh, if you could just shine a bit of light on that. Uh, okay, so uh, regarding the products important. Uh, exported from Brazil to India, I can mention crude oil, uh, followed by non-monetary gold and vegetable fat and oils. Really? And regard, hmm. um, what concern uh, the products exported from India to Brazil, I can mention the pharmaceutical inputs, petroleum, yes. and chemical additive for agribusiness. So India sends out uh, pharmaceuticals? Uh, petroleum products and additives, you said, right? Chemical additives. Yes. Yes. That's that's very interesting. So, looking at that, looking at the products being sent, you know, from one country to another, when a company from Brazil wants to set up operations in India, what are the biggest challenges that they face? And if there are any challenges, how do you help them? And also, similarly, if Indian companies want to set up in Brazil, what would be, you know, the challenges and what do you do to help them? Yeah, so to answer this question, I have to say that it depends on the sector mm -hmm. and the kind of areas those companies intend to operate and also the economy stability of the moment. Uh, so this is something that the, the Indo-Brazil Chamber of Commerce really can support those companies and um, to develop. Uh, we usually establish uh, a strategic business plan for the company, and then we start uh, market research to try to understand the market in both countries. Um, and in partnership, uh, we can do this, develop this market research in partnership with our institutional partners in local that we have in both countries. Uh, so we can understand how those companies can start their operation in the other country, explaining the challenges and the opportunities to be faced, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. Uh, political uncertainty, I think, is something that a lot of countries, you know, um, overlook or they might, it might be a priority for some companies, for some companies a surprise. So yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. I'd, I'd also like to point something out. Um, you know, like living in Brazil, I remember that Brazil's banking system was very strong compared to India, at least. Um, but what we're seeing now is banking in India has taken off in a big way and they've leveraged technology. So, I, I, I don't know, my opinion is kind of that Brazil is falling behind India on technology when it comes to banking, at least. Uh, do you think that's the right assumption or am I, am, am I seeing it wrong? <laughs> uh, so this is a complex question, but Brazil has a huge bank system which is safer and stronger than the Indian one. And in India, uh, in what concerns technology for banks is 
uh, automatically linked to the demonetization process developed by the government of India in 2016 that yes. changed uh, the views, I think the 500 and the 1000 views for new ones. Yeah, they were demonetized. Um, right. Yes. Uh, in the first instant, uh, we can say this me measure was a little bit chaotic for the population. But on the other hand, in terms of economy, it provided an impact on transforming the cash to cash method to something more digital. Yes. Um, fostering the wallet technologies, for example, in India, like yes. Mobik and Paytm, among other unicorns. Um, in this way, the bank technologies in India are recent and they resulted of the demonetization process in 2016 and a well-developed IT sector and a huge population scale. Um, even those factors combined has contributed to the development of fintechs in India. Uh, this sector still faces many challenges like the access to a smartphone and uh, the interest of the population to be part of a digital economy. So this is how I see, you know. Uh, we have both countries as strong uh, with a stronger technology, but different because of the reason that uh, fomented the. Yeah, I, I, I agree actually, because um, I, I think what's happening in India, like you mentioned, you know, people have really gotten into online payments because of demonetization. It is something they were pushed into. They had to, uh, they had to start using it. They didn't have an option. And the challenges, like you pointed out correctly, is that in some rural areas, they might not have access to smartphones or to that infrastructure. So in those areas, I'm guessing they still rely on traditional banking. So this is something I think, you know, both countries are really focused on and working and continuously uh, developing. So, yeah, you really think so? Yeah, I, I think it's good. It's, it's bringing, you know, uh, financial empowerment to a lot of people who, don't have, who didn't have access to it before. And I think that's a great thing to to bring up the quality of life, you know, for people to, to bring up people's income levels, access to banking. It's a more formalized way of uh, handling money. So that's good. Now, having lived in Brazil, um, I've seen how much people there love Indian food and culture. You know, people will always yes. come up to me. They keep asking me <laughs> stuff about India, the culture, the songs, the music, everything. Yeah, but that's there are, true. But, but there are also a lot of misconceptions because yeah. a, a lot of things we infer about other cultures it comes from you know things that we see on tv for example like we'll see certain documentaries or we'll see certain tv shows and while they might kind of focus on one area of life for us that's pretty much everything there is so did you i mean i know there are a lot of misconceptions about india did you ever have you know having lived in brazil did you ever have any misconceptions about india that changed when you went there did something like that happen to you just just out of curiosity um, I have to mention one of the famous soap operas that we have in Brazil that calls Caminhos da Índia. Caminhos yes. da Índia. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is one of yeah. the most famous uh, soap operas we have in Brazil. And this is because of our attraction for the Indian culture. And in fact, Brazilians love the Indian culture. Uh, however, there are some misconceptions about Indians. Indians, as there are misconceptions about Brazilians and all nationalities around the world. Um, yeah. 
Brazil, for example, is broadly known by the carnival, the soccer, uh, sometimes by the violence, and as India is known by its spirituality, yoga, and spice food. Very spicy. We know those elements uh, are relevant cultural traits of India, but we also know they are not unique. Uh, media in general usually shows India as a poor place in terms of infrastructure with a strong culture and pepper, for example. Uh, however, after travel to India, uh, I discovered a rich country that is that has one of the biggest economic growth in the world uh, with amazing people. I really love Indians. And colors that transport us to another world that's my opinion about india yeah that's good i think i think it's something you know a lot of people experience when they go to india no matter where they're from they find it so overwhelming with everything you know the colors and the, the culture like you rightly mentioned the food so all of those things of course are you know uh, very impactful so do you have any kind of closing remarks you'd like to make on the future of ties between the two countries? You already said, for example, that, you know, uh, business is going up and there's the 13th biggest market for Brazil. But just, I think things, we're living in a very volatile world right now. Things are changing very quickly. You know, countries which have had relations for a long time, they, they, they're just kind of, you know, ending it now or is, is going through a lot of turbulence. So any closing remarks that you might have on the future of ties? Um... As I strongly mentioned before, India and Brazil have already a deep major relationship to be explored. Uh, however, mainly uh, in this pandemic moment uh, caused by the new coronavirus, uh, we could check our relation is the final established. Uh, since Brazil was the one of the few countries allowed to receive hydroxychloroquine uh, from India after the measures uh, that prohibited the exportation the med some medicine inputs uh, in order to prevent um, the intern market. Uh, they were uh, established by the government of India, for example. So in this way, I believe that in a short time, we will be one of the closer partners of India and India will be one of our main ones. That's, uh, that's great to hear. Adriano, I think uh, I just like to say I really appreciate you taking time out. I know I know you're busy with your work and sharing your insights into the Indian and Brazilian market with uh, with me and you know my fellow students in grad school. It's um, you know like we haven't met and it was very nice of you to to accept uh, on LinkedIn my offer of you know coming on to the podcast. So I just like to say again, thank you so much, and I hope you stay safe during these tough times. And we'd like to have you you know, as a guest again on a podcast or if perhaps I'm having some event, I hope you would be able to join us. I appreciate Deepak for inviting me to this podcast and it was a pleasure to contribute for your project and I remain at your disposal for any other questions you may have or something in the future to be discussed. Um, stay safe Thank you. and you let's stay in touch. <laughs> really appreciate it.